Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. Constant Contact, a digital marketing platform that helps small businesses and nonprofits of all sizes build, grow, and succeed. With email marketing, contact management, industry-leading list growth tools, social media ads, and more, Constant Contact helps small businesses connect with customers, find new ones, and sell online, all from one easy-to-use platform. They've been trusted by millions of businesses to help improve their marketing. With a 97% deliverability rate, you can rest assured that your customers and potential customers are getting the right message at the right time. With a simple interface, Constant Contact's easy-to-use platform makes contact management easier than ever. Their list growth tools help you find a bigger audience fast. Lead generation landing pages, text to join, and social media ads are proven to grow your list and drive engagement with your brand. With thousands of integrations, you can sync Constant Contact's tools with the tools you're already using. Powerful automation tools help you send the right message to the right person at the right time, every time. To start your free digital marketing trial today, visit ConstantContact.com. I'm Jake Halpern, host of Deep Cover. Our new season is about a lawyer who helped the mob run Chicago. He bribed judges and even helped a hitman walk free until one day when he started talking with the FBI and promised that he could take the mob down. I've spent the past year trying to figure out why he flipped and what he was really after. Listen to Deep Cover on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ryan Reynolds is making sure Blake Lively gets the credit she deserves for Free Guy. Tennis star Naomi Osaka was brought to tears at a press conference. And if you're oddly fascinated by Rush Talk and have no idea why, you're not alone. BuzzFeed's Paige Skinner joins us to explain TikTok's new obsession with Alabama sorority recruitment. It's August 17th, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Shyla Watson. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. All right. So to start things off, after his film Free Guy hit theaters, Ryan Reynolds took to Instagram to make sure his fans know just how crucial Blake Lively was to the movie. He said it, quote, wouldn't be the movie it is without her and added that the big cameo everyone's talking about was entirely her idea. Earlier this month, Ryan revealed to SiriusXM that Blake was also responsible for some of the best lines in Deadpool. And then Ryan also mentioned that despite clearly crediting Blake with these contributions in interviews, the end results often make it sound as though he's solely responsible for them, something he blames on, quote, inherent sexism in the film industry. Honestly, like Ryan and Blake are one of my celebrity couples that I'm obsessed <laughs> with, but I just I love this even more like him supporting her, not just because she's his wife, but also just 
as a woman working in this industry deserving credit that honestly, like I had no idea she had helped um, and was so instrumental to these movies. I love it, though. I mean, it makes sense. I feel like as someone who writes when I'm talking to partners or friends and they're I'm like talking through ideas and they might have ideas. And it's like they really do impact you. So I'm glad he is saying that. Now, in other news, Naomi Osaka attended her first press conference since the French Open, and it didn't go so great. Things seemed to be going fine until, according to a tennis reporter, another media member asked Osaka's a fairly aggressively toned question about how she benefits from a high media profile but doesn't like talking to media. Naomi began to cry and excused herself from the press conference, but later returned. I mean, that's awful. We know why she stepped away the first time. And here she is again. Yeah, because of the media. Right. Oh, this is just, I don't know. I mean, props to her for like going away, like composing herself and then coming back. I probably would have just dipped and not returned. Um, so I think that this just goes to show like how professional she really is. But it's still shitty that it came to that in the first place. If you're in an emotional moment and you won't need to walk away for some time, that's great. There's not going to be any negative effects of that, right? For right. her, if she doesn't come back, imagine the stories walked off dramatically, you know? Right. And it's like she's forced to come back. And that's awful too. That is. It's really, it's not a good situation all around. I just want, I just want people to be nice to her. I know. Me too. So if you've been on TikTok lately, you may have noticed an influx of sorority hopefuls from the University of Alabama tracking their pledge process. Here's a sampling from user Blake Wright. This video alone received more than half a million views. Hey, y'all. Okay, so today is Pref Day, and I got invited back to two super awesome houses, so I'm so happy and excited to go talk to them today. Um, I'm going to ask y'all to pray for me because I'm really, like, stressed out and not really sure what to do, but I know it'll all work out. Um, dress is Martin's. Do we like? I think it's really cute. Rush Talk videos just like this one have recently exploded into the scene with the hashtag Bama Rush Talk receiving 65.5 million views and counting. BuzzFeed's Paige Skinner has been covering the trend as it continues to unfold and joins us now to explain why everyone on TikTok is talking about Sorority Rush right now. Hi, Paige. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hi, thank you for having me. Okay, so hashtag Bama Rush Talk is giving us a look into the experiences of college students during Rush Week. And I, for one, am completely obsessed with it. Probably, you know, I wasn't in a sorority. So for a lot of us, it's the first time we're being offered insight into the world of university Greek life. So for people who don't know, what's the basic process like for these girls pledging? Yeah, it's kind of an insane process, and it's a week-long process where essentially thousands of incoming freshmen are trying to find a sorority house that will let them in. So the process begins by them visiting all of the houses, and then at the end of each night, the houses decide who they want to see again, and then the potential new members decide what houses they want to see again. And it's all put into a database and a system until you get your list of houses the next morning. And so it decreases each day. And so finally, by the last day of the week, you're down to two houses. And that's when you decide which sorority you essentially want to pledge. And if they want to have you, then bam, you're in that sorority. 
Damn, I have anxiety. I'm I know. So anxiety <laughs> from you just describing this. Now, you know, not too long ago, we were hearing a lot about hazing and how it had gotten completely out of control, but that's not really a part of this first week, right? Like that would potentially secretly come afterwards, right? Yeah. And you know what? I'm not really sure hazing is all that big in sororities. Um, colleges are pretty strict about hazing. Anytime you really see hazing is really going to be in fraternities. But for, for my knowledge, sororities are pretty strict and pretty good about not hazing. And if for some reason they do haze, it's definitely not during this first week when they aren't even members yet. Yeah, that was uh, my experience. I was in a sorority um, and we did not have any hazing. But this is bringing back so many memories. <laughs> I mean, so my school was really different and we actually weren't allowed to rush or pledge until we were sophomores. Um, and I think that the school sort of wanted us to do that so you can make friends outside of Greek life your freshman year or just like acclimate to being in college. But I remember as a freshman, I was watching these sophomores and sometimes juniors like go through this like whole experience. And I was so curious. And I feel like that's what people are doing with like rush talk is just like they've never seen it before. So they're like, what is this? So what do you think it is that's drawing people in? You know, it kind of reminds me of that Netflix docuseries Cheer, the cheer mm. team that was in Texas. Um, and we were so obsessed with those young college kids and them trying to fit in and find a way. And they were all aiming for this one goal of winning the national championship. And I, I just think there's something really special about watching young people try to find their place in the world. Um, and then on top of it, Alabama rush is just so insane. And you have all of these young white women with thick heavy Alabama accents telling you what they wear. It all feels really campy and over the top. And, and there's just so much writing on it. I mean, they, they just so desperately want a sorority house to let them in. They, we don't know if they have any friends going into college. So this is all they want and need is for a house to accept them and for them to have friends. So it, it's very compelling. You know, what's so interesting is that people aren't just following the hashtag, you know, overall, but they're also following specific girls who are rushing, aka they're following their entire journey from start to finish. I mean, what what is that like? Who are we looking at? Well, I think kind of the face of it was this young woman named Michaela and her ha uh, her handle is what would Jimmy Buffett do? And she kind of started the whole thing. And I think people were, were really invested in what house she was going to. And she ended up getting dropped from all of the houses. And so people were obviously devastated and it felt kind of like a twist in the story, but it just happened to be this young woman's real life. And so I think that just made it all the more compelling and it is like a reality show, but um, we're seeing it in real time, which we don't often get to see with reality shows. And it's young people, it's young women um, going off to college. And it, it's all a little bit devastating and exciting and kind of entertaining. Well, we'll be right back. We've got more with BuzzFeed's Paige Skinner right after the break. Fit. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. 
Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. Hi, I'm Robert Lamb. And I'm Joe McCormick. And we're the hosts of the science podcast, Stuff to Blow Your Mind, where every week we get to explore some of the weirdest questions in the universe. Like if sci-fi teleportation was possible, how would it square with the multitudes of organisms that inhabit our human bodies? Can we find evidence of emotions in animals like bees, ants, and crayfish? How would an interplanetary civilization function? Does free will exist? Stuff to Blow Your Mind examines neurological quandaries, cosmic mysteries, evolutionary marvels, and the wonders of techno-history. Basically, this show is the altar where we worship the weirdness of reality. If anybody ever told you you ask the weirdest questions, it is time to come join us in the place where you belong, the Stuff to Blow Your Mind podcast. New episodes publish every Tuesday and Thursday with bonus episodes on Saturdays. Listen to Stuff to Blow Your Mind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For my small bookstore to thrive, I can't just sell books. So I created a radio ad at iHeartAdBuilder.com to tell everyone about our author events, our story hours for kids, and our amazing lattes. Now we're busier than ever. I'd call that a success story. A custom radio ad from iHeartAdBuilder is the fast, affordable way to drive customers to your business. Put the power of radio to work for you. Get started now at iHeartAdBuilder.com. Welcome back. We're talking with BuzzFeed's Paige Skinner about why everyone on TikTok is talking about sorority rush right now. Okay, I want to talk more about Michaela. <laughs> she, she's like, I have, I, I texted a coworker last week and I was like, should I be following Bama Rush? What is happening? I'm so confused. And instantly I was introduced to Michaela. And, you know, as one of the few people of color rushing, she quickly did become a fan favorite like you were talking about. And then, you know, users were surprised when she told fans she'd been dropped by every single sorority on campus. I just want to play a little of that real quick. When I got my call at six o'clock in the morning and found out that I didn't get a bid and I wasn't going to make it to prep, I was like, I'm coming to Birmingham. I've been updating you all in my life because I've been banned from posting, but I'm just going to go over a couple things and then we're done with this conversation and we're moving on, y'all. So there's been a bit of drama that we have to unpack here. Not only was she dropped, but she was then banned from TikTok. And a lot of users are speculating that this was racially motivated. What's the story there? We have no idea for certain if it was racially motivated. All we know is that it wasn't until 2013 that University of Alabama officially desegregated their sororities. In 2013, two black women didn't get any bids from the sororities. And it was really shocking because they had good grades. They had prominent family members in the community. They kind of had everything that you would want in a sorority member, but they both weren't given bids and some sorority members spoke out to the student newspaper and said essentially, yeah, they didn't get bids because they were black and it's it's awful and it's heartbreaking, but that's the culture in Alabama. So then the school did a springtime rush and um, essentially those some more black women got bids and they were led into the sorority. So it's definitely been a struggle in Alabama to really segregate the black and white students into sororities. So the fact that Michaela got dropped and she was a woman of color is kind of making everybody raise their eyebrows. We don't know for certain that that was the reason, but it sure does seem suspicious. And for why she got banned on TikTok, who knows? TikTok is really 
goofy and weird and no one knows who's behind the curtain right yeah uh, so have there been have you seen conversations happening on social media about diversity and the pledge system yeah, definitely. I know a lot of people on TikTok were saying, oh, it's so interesting to ru- to watch fresh TikTok on Alabama, knowing that I'm a black woman and I wouldn't have been allowed in the sororities before 2013. It's definitely bringing up conversations about the whole system. I mean, sororities were founded on white supremacy, essentially. They were founded in the 1800s and they were for women on college campuses to get together and help each other with schoolwork. And once black women and Jewish women started coming to college, a lot of sororities started implementing written and unwritten rules banning them. So it's been founded on white supremacy and sadly it's continued all these years. Now, Rush Talk is also bringing to light the crazy amount of money behind Greek life. I mean, these girls are wearing thousands of dollars worth of jewelry and clothing. And I remember when I had joined and like the next year and I had my own like little or whatever, like we're spending a ton of money throughout the week and like showering them with gifts. It's not cheap. There are also dues that you have to pay. So it really shines a light on other issues concerning classism and elitism. So how have they made their way into this conversation? Yeah, I mean, you bring up a really great point that people who don't come from financially well-off families are automatically at a disadvantage. So yeah, I think people are also bringing that up that if you aren't well off, then you might have a harder chance of getting into a sorority. Not only that, but when you are going into these sorority houses during recruitment week, you know, these these sorority members are trying to get to know you. And sadly, they are judging you on your outfits and what kind of jewelry you're wearing. So it all plays into each other. And it's all just kind of a big mess, honestly. (laughs) And I think it also brings up the question as whether it's like, okay to enjoy something like this, despite everything kind of like dark that's going on. I mean, it's not unlike, you know, The Bachelor, where we get sucked into mindlessly watching it despite all the underlying issues. So do you think that's part of what's going on here? Like we see all the problems, but we're choosing to ignore them? I think that kind of just is the way with this country. I, I don't know if there if you can enjoy anything without there being problems. There are definitely a lot of problems in Greek life. I'm not positive that everybody watching fully understands all of the problems. I think they're just kind of seeing young women, you know, talk about their outfits. I'm not sure the average viewer knows all of the issues behind Greek life. I'm so curious, just like a side question, but why do you think that we're focusing on sororities and not fraternities for this? I don't know. It's uh, It must be just like culture's obsession with young women. Fraternity rush week is nothing compared to sorority rush week. I'm pretty sure they just go into the houses and drink beer and toss a football. And if you're a dude, you're in. But so much goes into whether a woman joins a sorority or not. So I think it's all of the added layers and all of the added pressure that makes it so uh, interesting to watch. Plus, Shyla, do you really just want to see them doing their like outfit looks where it's just like polo shirt? Honestly, no. The amount of like salmon colored shorts that plagued my campus when I was rushing, I was like, oh my God, I didn't know that there was like this level of pastel outside of like Easter Sunday. It was very, (laughs) it was a choice. (laughs) So, you know, some people have pointed out the brutal nature of this type of recruitment. 
do you think there's a negative side to this that could backfire a bit? Because like not only are these young girls facing rejection, but now they could be going through it on a massive public scale. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's devastating for Michaela. And if I were her, I would definitely want to skip town and go hide somewhere. I just don't think that these young women who started posting their outfit of the days going through Rush had any idea that it would explode like this. The TikTok algorithm is kind of a mystery. And we really don't know why all of a sudden everybody was being fed these videos. So yeah, of course there's a negative effect. I just don't think anybody saw it coming. Do you think that um, like maybe having a large following could influence the people who are making the decisions and like help them get into a sorority? I think it could help them. And I also think it could hurt them. Um, You know, like sorority women are so finicky. You never really know what's going to make them want you, what's going to make them not want you. I mean, we don't know if these women were posting too much on TikTok, if the sorority saw it and thought they were a little bit weird or thought their outfits didn't quite look right. So I think it could definitely help them because sororities love publicity and they love members who are really popular. But, you know, if they had a large following and, you know, they were a little bit weird or just a little bit outside the box and that I think that could definitely hurt them also. Yeah, I could definitely see like, okay, it helps you get in the sorority and now there's strict rules about what you can and cannot post onto TikTok. Yes, very so much. My, so my question is, what's next for Rush Talk? I don't know what's next for Rush Talk. I don't think we'll see it with any other schools. It's such a different beast in Alabama because the women are so Southern and there's just, there's kind of nothing really like a Southern woman in college. They're kind of their own species. So I I think the reason this took off so much is because it was in Alabama. So I I think we'll probably see it die here pretty soon. Well, um, I guess I better watch while I can. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. All right, that's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. And remember, support your partner like Ryan Reynolds supports Blake Lively. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed coming to you daily. I'm Jake Halpern host of Deep Cover. Our new season is about a lawyer who helped the mob run Chicago. He bribed judges and even helped a hitman walk free until one day when he started talking with the FBI and promised that he could take the mob down. I've spent the past year trying to figure out why he flipped and what he was really after. Listen to Deep Cover on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Conquer your New Year's resolutions with the Before Breakfast podcast. In each bite-sized daily episode, you'll learn how to make the most of your time with practical tools to help you feel less busy and get more done. Listen to Before Breakfast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL fans, nothing compares to being there live. What a play! Now the crowd is alive. And the NFL's biggest season ever is now ready for the postseason. It's playoff time. We got to win. NFL playoff tickets are on sale now. Don't miss your chance to be a part of the postseason action on the road to Super Bowl 56. Visit NFL.com slash tickets for a complete listing of games. That's NFL.com slash tickets.